Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews. I'm your host, Critical. What's the word, everyone? And Happy New Year. I don't think I got a chance to wish everyone a Happy New Year on my last podcast. And um, yeah, because I was supposed to. Man, I, I was a little off. I had the, the numbers all mixed up. So this right here is number 28. 28. 28th episode. I'm so excited. I'm happy that you're still here supporting me listening to my crazy ass and uh shout out to the great people that you know sit down with me all my friends that sits down with me and review these movies and uh let's go ahead and get into it uh today we're going to be reviewing escape yeah, so I saw the trailer for this and um I didn't know what it was about. Then I I saw my uh I saw my boy Jason Ellis on it from Insecure and I'm like, "Oh, okay." Cuz I noticed a lot of a lot of these uh TV shows that I like to watch, a lot of more, a lot of the characters are the I don't say characters. A lot of the actors are actually blowing up like like Atlanta. I love Atlanta. Um and a lot of the characters are blowing up. They're either in uh, Deadpool they're in uh widows uh you know you know just just doing many different things and you know salute to them and i'm noticing the same thing with uh the insecure uh shows and what insecure show a lot of the characters are kind of you know going off on their own um if it's not the purge you know of course um you you have uh, many other characters doing their things and you know you got jay ellis from insecure you know, in this one, and I was kind of interested, like, oh, okay, yeah, and then it's like a, a thriller, you know, a horror movie almost, you know, I can't wait to see it, you know, so I waited, the time came, and I got a chance to see it, and I'm, uh, I'm going to tell you how I felt, so let's go ahead and get into it, so the director is Adam Robettel, Robettel, um, you might have seen him, or seen his work, uh, he did Insidious, The Last Key, he also did the taking of Deborah Logan, and he also wrote Paranormal Activity, The Ghost Dimension. And just to kind of hit you with the uh, log line, um, there are six six contestants. Six contestants are picked because of their advanced skill set for some to use their expertise for some. So I'm using for some loosely because everybody is not that, you know, or that skilled or expert. So I'll get back to it. And, uh, you know, so they use their expertise to find clues on getting out of the multiple and treacherous rooms and the characters and the cast. Um, you have Zoe played by Taylor Russell. She was in Lost in Space and Falling Skies. You have Amanda Deborah, excuse me, Amanda played by Deborah and Wall. Uh, you might have known her from True Blood. She's on Daredevil and The Punisher. You have Ben played by logan miller he's on the scout's guide well the the guide to the zombie apocalypse scout's guide to the zombie apocalypse he's on um love simon and also he's on walking dead you have jason played by jay ellis i spoke about earlier he was in insecure and movie 43 you have mike played by tyler labine or labine um, he was in Monsters University, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and also Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. And you have Danny, 
played by Nick Dadani. He's in Murphy Brown TV show and also Alex Strangelove. <clears throat> and so some of you, uh, I don't know if everybody has gone out and done an escape room. An escape room is almost like the new haunted house. You know what I mean? Um, that's where you play a part. But it's nothing scary. It's basically you're locked in a room. You actually get uh, instructions. So you get like a guide that'll tell you, hey, you know, this is what you can and can't do. Um, you can't move certain things around. Da, 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 da. You don't want to break anything, blah, blah, blah. But <clears throat> if you get stuck and you need a and you need a clue, you know, just ask for the clue. I think you get like two to three clues or something like that. Maybe five. I can't remember. Um, but then they'll give you a clue and then you figure out. So each, you know, item. So like, say, for example, there's a, uh, freestyle, there's a plant painting, you know, and each leaves, you know, are different colors and you get a book and then the book, you know, has a, I don't know, a lock on it and it has like a red, you know, lock. And then you like count and it has like a number, let's say one. And it has the number um, three on it. Like, well, excuse me, you have three leaves, three red leaves. And so you count the leaves and then you go to the book and then you turn the lock to three, the red, you know, lock to three. Then the book opens. Then it has a key in there and then you use that key to open something else. So that's kind of how that goes. Um but yeah, you know, I, I think I think uh, it's definitely fun. And I think it's cool they actually made a um, a movie out of the escape room, out of escape room. Um, but yeah, just to kind of give you information on you know the, what I felt about the characters, I felt the characters did have substance. Even the black monster had substance at times. Now I'll get back to that later. Actually, I think I'm gonna go ahead and do like a another uh, another audio, another podcast on the Black Monster because I I kind of want to get in depth. Um, <clears throat> but you have Zoe. Uh, she you know had the smart, cute girl vibe. Uh, didn't have a social life, but really flourished and felt at home with her schoolwork and solving math problems. So she kind of was like the genius of the crew, um, almost autistic. Actually, you know, not to get ahead of myself, because I always like to do comparisons. She kind of reminded you of the autistic, or more leveled or down to earth autistic kid from Cube. So I'll get back to that later. Um, you had Amanda. Uh, she has physical skills. Um, but then also she has weaknesses too, um, which you, you know, you'll see more about that movie to understand that, but she's the badass of the film. Um, definitely the badass of the film. Uh, you have Ben, he's the stock boy and grocery store. Uh, well, he works as a stock boy at a grocery store who is annoyed that his boss won't promote him to a better financial role. Um, he's kind of the loser of the story. Um, you have Jason. He works as a stockbroker. He's very confident and sure of himself and uh, successful. And, you know, he has a leadership role, but also, like, as I mentioned before, we want to get into the black monster. And also you have uh, Mike. He lightens the tension with his humor. And he's also a former miner. Um, he's the heart of the 
he's the heart and the comic relief of the film his character and <clears throat> excuse me and one thing about mike is he's not over the top at all he's basically like the guy in the locker room that's keeping the team together you know he has that that locker room leadership almost like he, he keeps the morale up and so then also you have danny he is the escape room fanatic and the gamer okay so now in this story we get to meet the characters and watch the revealing of some of their past of some of their past and their backstories to get a connection with them not all the character stories is told in the beginning but they eventually reveal themselves later on you know so don't think that okay <clears throat> excuse me by the characters not you know being mentioned okay these people are going to die these people are going to die you know they, they just you know they just plug those stories along as the movie progresses um you also they have something in common but that isn't important until later on um but each person has uh their own unique personality and they have to come together and use their skills to get out of the escape room now some feel it's still a game while others quickly solve puzzles for their survival um each character plays off one another and at times they have a clever dialogue that accents their personalities sometimes it feels like stupid choices are made just to keep the story going i did notice some of those um the easter eggs that i did notice in the film there was a karate kid a couple of karate kick references karate kid references um or easter eggs um also there was a book called uh fahrenheit 451 or 451 um it was instrumental in the beginning of the story but there also is a real book called fahrenheit 451 that was banned because in the book it talked about burning books banning and burning books and one of the books that they actually banned and burned was the bible so it was uh banned because of that but also they made a movie, a HBO movie called Fahrenheit 451, starring Michael B. Jordan, and it's an adaptation from the book. So it's I think it's an HBO movie, so you can check that out if you want. But that, you know, that was like one of the Easter eggs in this film, Fahrenheit, you know, 451. Um, just to kind of give you the, the feeling or the pace of the film, or obviously just the feeling or the energy of the film, uh, the movie was action driven. At certain points, it kept me at the edge of my seat. I actually felt cold because one of the escape rooms, they were in the cold. And that's not really a spoiler. Um, it's in the trailer. You probably, if you've seen the trailer, there's a scene there in a cold environment. And so, like, I actually felt cold. Now, I don't know if in the movie theater, they, tur they turned the air condition up, you know, to make you feel it. But, you know, I felt cold. Like, I felt, you know, a little antsy at times, you know because i can imagine I, like my worst thing is being in the cold i hate being cold especially my ears you know i hate my ears are cold so anyway that, that's really sensitive like sensitive part of my body pause but yeah anyway um another room was the upside down pool room now that was cool um i don't want to explain too much about it but i would say that it was a large room and you had the pool tables nailed to the ceiling, uh, everything like chairs, tables, everything that you would find on the ground was all nailed to the ceiling. So basically the contestants or the people were walking on, literally walking on the ceiling. And so they would have these shots, these dramatic shots where they would turn the camera upside down and then it made 
the like the pool table right side up but it made everybody else look like they were upside down so they did little trick shots like that um and so the so the main thing i'm not i don't want to spoil you know anything in that in this film because they had to climb the room to get to certain items of course like to get to the clues or whatever and they just had to tread carefully i i would i would leave it like that um the comparison to this film i felt like uh there was a comparison i, I know i made a comparison with zoe that she reminded me of the uh the autistic dude from cube but that's what this film actually you know you know was compared to several films um but one i would definitely have to say is cube uh you know cube also had six complete strangers with different personalities using their skills to solve puzzles to escape and avoid deadly traps so it definitely had the cube vibe um it also had it also this was like a rich man saw you know what i'm saying so it was like jigsaw was sponsored by the people of cube you know what i mean to make this you know escape room you know what i mean so it, it did have that energy um i also you, you it had battle royale you know battle royale or however you want to say it um some may say like the hunger games but battle royale you know kind of started it all as a japanese film which you know like everybody had to kind of execute each other like the last one had to survive it had that energy to it um it also had you know the hellraiser box hellraiser box was in this movie no i'm not i'm not gonna get you all hyped up it wasn't supernatural but i, I do think maybe it might have been an easter egg because the box kind of played a part but it was a small part though um and also final destination it was a little hint a little sprinkle a little sprinkle a little salt based sprinkle of final destination stuff in there um now as the whole story or the the ending of the story I was satisfied with the beginning to the end. Oh, excuse me, beginning to the to the resolution. But once you got to the resolution, it was a little lame. Um, it it got weird. It it actually I won't say it got just weird. I'm not going to use that term. I'm using it loosely. It actually just like untwined. It just it just came apart. You know, like it was so solid. You know, I mean, the only example I can think about is just taking a good dump and then all of a sudden you just fart at the end you know what i'm saying there's just no more left you know just a fart that's a terrible example i don't know i can't think of a good example right now but anyway um but yeah it was it was really like it was nothing left you know like toward the end of the movie it was like it was grasping for straws um like you could really feel like i was at the edge of my seat and you can really feel yourself well i really felt myself come back to reality like all right you know what i'm saying it, okay all right why, why why is this movie ending this way you know what i mean it felt like it was unfinished you know i don't know what what it was i don't know if the person that was helping them out stopped helping you know i don't know but it, it felt really unfinished at the end and uh, i'm just going to give you a little a little uh a, a name that you guys can probably figure out it's in the film it's a little it's a twist i don't think you guys are going to figure it out is uh dr wutan you dr wutan you now you take the doctor office w-o-o-t-a-n-y-u so y'all act like y'all contestants on the soul train and go to the the blackboard and spell it out and turn it into something and see what it turns into 
you know that that played a part in this film so i don't think y'all gonna get it but hey you know if y'all do y'all some geniuses but anyway um i give this film seven and a half puzzle boxes yep seven and a half puzzle boxes um it can easily drop down to a six and a half you know but it was the beginning i almost say the, the the direct beginning was really strong because i kind of expected you know some death scenes like like you know that first death scene but i feel like it was dramatic but you know no heads exploded or anything like that the reason why is because the movie is rated pg-13 and i i didn't know i you know i thought i was going to read it all but you know what i good news is i wasn't distracted by it. usually that agitates me when a movie is rated PG-13, especially a thriller or a horror movie, I think those are stupid. But I was so distracted to the point where, you know, it was cool. Like, I didn't notice, like, you know, I didn't notice it till, like, the end that it was rated PG-13. You know, when I got home and everything, the next day or next couple of days, I'm like, oh, this movie is rated PG-13. And I didn't know that. So that was cool. Um, But, yeah, I, I definitely want to get into the Black Monster part of the story but i'm gonna have to it's gonna be some spoilers but i'm not gonna tell the whole i'm not gonna spoil like the whole movie i'm just gonna there's certain things that might spoil the movie by discussing the black monster uh discussing jason who is played by jay ellis um but yeah so i'm gonna leave it off there and uh i'm gonna drop another one it's gonna be a part b and it's gonna be discussing the black monster of jason all right all right all right so you go ahead you know hit me up you know um critical blues reviews on instagram send me a message tell me what you think tell me if you agree or disagree if uh you saw the movie tell me if i'm reaching i don't think i'm reaching because actually i was watching it and i was just like oh okay but um yeah i, I did like i did like the beginning i did well the, the beginning in the middle um the resolution got a little weak but um other than that i say it's worth checking out and i'm gonna get into the other part okay all right i'll take it light all right one